Pop the pie. Pop the pie. Pop the pie. Pop the pie. Chapter five. Pop the pie. Alright, so. Pop the pie. Alright, so they are on their way. That's good. So here they're on their way to Florida. At the first glimmer of daylight the next morning, Charles awoke. Why is it a five if it's a Y? That's a V. Five. It's Roman numerals. Or, or Roman noodlers, as why, Miriam says. Why is it that? It's a fancy way of doing five. <laughs> At the first glimmer of daylight next morning, Charles awoke. That's the uh, rooster. He stretched his wings, flapped them a couple times. And then, before he knew it, what he was doing, he gave a loud crow. Which is funny, because he... He doesn't need to crow anymore, does he? He had perched on the limb of an oak tree, and just under him, Hank was standing. That's the horse. Hank. Fast asleep. Horses can sleep... Hank, yeah. Yeah. Horses can sleep standing up as well as lying down. Because they have four legs and don't fall over. Dad, can we see how long you can make this, like, go, like... Ramen noodlers. Oh. Um, Hank, uh, Hank had gone to sleep that way because the grass was wet with dew. And he thought if he laid down on it, it would be bad for his rheumatism. What? But Charles, uh, rheumatism. I don't know. It's like, it's some sort of condition you get when you get Wait, older. Wait, does rheumatism come with ramen noodlers? Uh, no. <laughs> when Charles crowed, Hank opened his eyes. Goodness, he said. You startled me. I thought you were going to. I thought you were not going to crow this morning. Wait, you said you were going to sleep till ten o'clock. Charles looked foolish. I suppose he said, "I've Wait, got so in the habit of getting up early and crowing that I do it without thinking." Well, in that case, said Hank, "I don't see why you complain so much about it. If you do it without thinking about it, it's just like breathing, and nobody ever complains about having to breathe." No, said Charles. That's gospel truth. I expect, said Hank, that you've complained about it for so long. That you do that without thinking, too. Dad. That's a little hard for Charles. Yeah. Dad, you skipped oh, I'm just checking to see when the chapter right in. This is a little hard for Charles to understand, but he thought about it for a while. And then he said, You're right, Hank. I never realized it before. I don't really mind getting up and crowing a bit. And now come to really think of it. Now that I come to really think of it. But he added in a whisper. Don't tell Henrietta. I said so. By the time the sun was up on... The animals were all up, too, and getting their breakfast. Hank and Mrs. Wiggins ate the long, juicy grass that grew beside the road, and Freddie ate the acorns that had fallen from the oak tree, and Charles and Henrietta and Who's the mice Freddy? ate beech nuts Who's from the beech Freddy? tree nearby. Who's Freddie? Freddie the, the pig. Oh, Freddie the pig. Yeah. Remember, this is called Freddie Goes to Florida. Uh, let's see, they're eating... Uh, Charles and Henrietta ate the nuts whole, uh, but the mice held them in their forepaws and stripped off the husks with their sharp little teeth and ate the sweet kernels. And Mrs. Wiggins gave the dog and cat some milk, and the spiders sat up between Mrs. Wiggins' horns, where they had spun their web and caught flies for breakfast. They all breakfasted well, but Alice and Emma, oh, there's the ducks, yeah. Ducks like the, hey, can you stop at it? Ducks like to eat the juicy weeds and things that they find in the mud at the bottom of the ponds. Attic, you saw. But of course, there weren't any pond. There wasn't a pond handy. 
So Alice and Emma ate a few beech nuts that the mice shelled for them, and said they would wait for the rest of the breakfast until they came to the river. It was not until early in the afternoon they came down a long hill into another valley and found the wide, swift river that the robin had marked on the map. <laughs> uh, remember the uh, robin? Um, just, just the map. The robin told them how to get there. No, that was the robin. What? Dad, that was can a you tiny bird. Make Tyler oh. not bring the iPad. Uh oh, he won't. Don't worry. What? Uh, he won't I'm gonna take. Be finish yeah. it. I'm gonna be fishing. <laughs> Why would I take the iPad? Well. Because you love playing on the iPad. He won't take it, don't worry. While I'm fishing <laughs> with old maybe, people? Maybe you'll play uh, the fishing No, the fishing with app. Papa. Yeah. Here well, they sat down and rested while the... Here they sat down and rested while the ducks dived for their meal Wait, in the shallow water under the bank. Crappy. Mrs. Wiggins was very much interested in the diving. Is that the cow, right? I do wish I could do that, she said. Just think how exciting it must be down mm. among the fishes. Mm. You can see all the clear things that grow on the bottom. And look up at the sky through the green water. She had been leaning over the edge as she talked. And all of a sudden, the bank gave way. The bank, so you know the bank is like the side of the river. Mm-hmm. It's like the dirt on the side of the river. The, basically like the wall of the river. The bank gave way. That means it collapsed. And down she went into the water with a terrible splash. And there she was, oh, there's a picture. And there she was sitting in the river with the water up to her neck. The caption says, here I am, she said, down among the fishes. The animals all rushed to help pull her out. That's what the um, caption is. Why does the cat want to get in the water? Cats generally don't like water. You know that from your book. What? Uh, you know that from your book, uh, Oink, Splish, Splat, or Quack, Splat. Wait, what's it called? Splish, oink, Splash, Oink, Splash. No, it's called Splish, Splash. Splish, Splash. Is it my book? Splish, no, it's not me. yours. Well, that book about the splashing. When cats Splish, fall in the water, they look very, no, very small. Splish, Remember that one? Splish, Splash. He didn't like it. The cat fell in the water. And you know what? He, uh, he didn't like it at all when a cat falls in the water. They look very, very small. Meow, splash, meow. The, anyway. The dog. Yeah, there's all the animals standing around and watching you know Mrs. Wiggins the in the water. He liked it so much, he, he did it he, again. He fell in again, yeah. The animals all rushed to pull her out, but they could do nothing for her, for she was quite helpless with laughter. She laughed and laughed. What does a laughing cow sound like? <laughs> <laughs> Paladin doesn't sound like anything. Miriam sounds like a sheep. Laugh, laugh. That sounds like it. Still sounds like a sheep. She laughed and laughed. Here I am, she said. Down among the fishes where I wanted to be. Nothing like Dad. having your wishes come Wait, true. Wait, Dad, it sounds like this. What? What? I don't get it. <laughs> oh, because they don't laugh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Suddenly she stopped laughing. Goodness me, she exclaimed. Where are Brister and Mrs. Webb? Those are the spiders. They were sitting on my head when I fell in. Mrs. Webb? Yeah, Mr. Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Webb are the spiders. Actually, Dad, they, they spun more, a web in between her horns. They more like do that. 
That's grass in the picture Wait, there. Stop but. talking. Where's the bite? Like they're more Where's likely the to bio? do this. Uh, we don't know. Dad, That's what Mrs. Wiggins is wondering too. They're more likely to do that. Is it more silence? Okay. Uh, she clamored because hurriedly. they don't talk at all. Cows? Yeah. They make noise though. They don't talk. Okay. She clambered hurriedly up the bank, you're right. And then they all searched the bushes along the shore for a long distance downstream. But the spiders were nowhere to be found. Well, said Mrs. Wiggins. Why does the dog want to get a dog? I think, well, she kind of was enjoying herself. What? She was kind of enjoying themselves. He? You mean? Well, said Mrs. Wiggins at last. That I do have. Yeah, I guess. That I I guess they're gone. They won't Dad, drown. That's a comfort. No, I took mine off. Why? They'll float Dad, down land somewhere. But the current is pretty messy, swift. Messy. And they may go miles before they can get ashore. You do have yellow on. You're right. I don't suppose we'll ever see them again. I hope this will be a lesson to me. Cutting up silly... On the bank. Like a two weeks old calf. She's very angry with herself. The animals all agreed, however, that it wasn't her fault, and pretty soon they Why started on again. Why do you have to wear a wild bracelet every time you go tie a wild? Somebody let you in. What? Somebody let you in. Tie a wild. No, I a wild. I don't know. They followed the river for some time. Hey, bye, bye. You can go in with your. The um, White Houses of the Village and the High Arc. You don't have when no, you Dad cracked his phone today. Oh really? They uh yeah, yeah they saw white houses of the village and high corner. arches oh, of the bridges cool. ahead. Oh vote, we wait until after dark to go through the village, said Robert. Those people are sure to chase us or try to lock us up or something if they see us. This seemed a sensible plan, so they sat down by the river to wait. Pretty soon they heard a rattling and a puffing come along on the road, and then an automobile came into sight. And in it were the man with the black mustache and the boy with the dirty face. And behind it ran a black dog, twice as big as Robert and three times as fierce looking. As soon as the man saw the the dog, as soon as the man saw the animals, he stopped the machine. Now we've got him, Sonny, he said. Here, Jack, he called to the dog. Sick him, Jack. Go after him. Chew him up. The dog growled. Oh, Jack, uh, Why is... Uh, the man with the black mustache want to kill him? Uh, he found them before and Wait, tried Dad, to capture them, but, uh, but, uh, I thought it was Jack. Maybe not. Let's find out. Let me go back. There was a dog that stayed home. What was his name? Jock. Jock and Jack. Yeah, yeah. I think. Jack and Jock. I think it was Jock. Um, yeah, it was Jock. That's funny. The dog growled. This is Jake, though. Jock was the dog that stayed home. The dog growled and bounded across the road, but Mr. Mrs. Wiggins lowered her horns and shook them threateningly, and Robert barked, and the cat arched his back and spat, and even Freddy squealed angrily, and the dog stopped. You'd better not bother us, said Mrs. Wiggins. I don't want to, said the dog. I haven't got anything against you, but he'll beat me if I don't. 
Why don't you stay with him if he beats you? Said Ash. Why do you stay with him if he beats you? Asked Robert. Where could I go if I didn't stay with him? Asked the dog. Come along with us, said Robert. And he told him where they were going. That's fine, said the dog. And he walked toward them, wagging his tail. Hey, Jack, called the man. Uh, hey, Jack, called the man angrily. What's the matter with you, you useless good-for-nothing? I'll beat you within an inch of your life. They picked up a stick and started after the dog. But now that Jack had found some new friends, he wasn't afraid of his cruel master anymore. He turned to the growl, and before the man could lift the stick, he was flat on his back on the road with Jack's forepaws on his chest. So, um, Jack pushed the man down. Then the man changed his tune. Good, Jack. Good old boy, he said. Let me up. That's a good dog. But Jack did not move. And the other animals came and sat in a ring around the man. And the boy jumped out of the automobile and ran away across the fields yelling, just as he had done before. I don't know that I blame him. After a while, when they thought they had scared the man enough, they let him up. And he walked over to the automobile without a word and got in it and drove off. Then Jack told them he had lived with the man for five years, and that it had indeed been a terrible life. The man hardly gave him anything to eat, and he beat him nearly every day. I guess Mr. Bean is a pretty good master after all, said Hank. At least he never beats us. And if some things aren't just as we should like to have them, it's because he's poor and can't afford to have them better. You don't happen to have a bone about you, do you? asked Robert. I haven't had a good gnaw since I left home. The farm where I've been living is just a little way back along this road, said Jack. And I buried two good bones in the orchard yesterday. If you'll come with me, we'll get them. Can you spare the time? There's plenty of time, said Robert, because we can't start on until after dark. So the two dogs raced off together to get the bones. All this time, Mr. and Mrs. Webb had been floating peacefully down the... Oh, remember them? They felt Mr. and Mrs. Webb floating on the river. Yeah, because uh, Mrs. Wiggins jumped in, or fell in. They'd been floating peacefully downstream on the swift current of the river. Spiders can float because they're very light, but they can't move around much on the water because it's so slippery under their feet. For every step they take in one direction, they slide into, slide two in another. So Mr. and Mrs. Webb just sat still and sailed along and admired... Not really. They can't really, like... They float, but they can't really steer because it's so slippery. Yeah, they were floating on top of the water with their legs. But, um, yeah, they couldn't, uh, couldn't steer. Like, they feet on top of the water. Yes, they feet on top of the water, like water striders. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Webb just sat still and sailed along and admired the changing scenery of the banks. I don't know why anyone would want a private yacht when they can travel like this, said Mr. Webb. It's delightful, but I must say I am sorry to miss the trip to Florida. No use crying over spilt milk, said his wife, or spilt spiders either, and that's what we are. We'll never see those animals again, even if we could get over to the bank and climb up the road before they came along. They'd go right by without even either seeing or hearing us. What's that? Here, why don't I take this? Hey, but, Miss, said Mr. Webb, they spoke of crossing the bridge further down the river. If we got to that before they did, we could try to make it, them see us anyway. Now that's an idea, exclaimed his wife. You've got a head on you, Webb. I always knew you did have, in spite of what my father said about you before we married. I know what he said well enough without your repeating it every five minutes, grumbled Mr. Webb. He said I couldn't, he said I didn't have gumption enough to catch a lame fly without wings. That's what you're thinking about, I suppose. No, said Mrs. Webb. 
I was thinking about the time he said you'd never be hanged for your beauty, and you ought to... That's enough, said Mr. Webb crossly. You'd better be occupied thinking about what we're going to do when we get to the bridge and racking up all those old things. There it is, just ahead of us. Uh, so Mrs. Webb stopped talking, and they began to think of a plan. And by the time they were almost to the bridge, they decided what they would do. The current bore them swiftly down toward one of the arches, but under the arch, some dead branches were sticking up through the water, and they caught hold of these and climbed up over them to the bridge. They haven't come by yet, said Mr. Webb, after they examined all the footprints of animals that were plainly marked in the dust on the floor of the bridge. How many people even listen to this? Yeah. There have been some horses and dogs along here today, but no cows or pigs or, eat, or cats or ducks. So, uh, so they both climbed up the iron beam on one side of the bridge, and each of them fastened the end of a thread to the beam. And when they dropped down, spinning out the thread as they went, it carried across the bridge and fastened the other end of the iron beam on the other side. They did this several times until they had a bridge of threads strong enough to hold them both right across the roadway about ten feet above it. Then they walked out into the middle of it and waited. So they have a bridge over the bridge. They have like a... They're just waiting above the bridge, probably to drop down on them. And of course they did not know that the animals had decided to wait until after dark to cross the bridge. And by the time the sun had gone down, and the stars had begun to wink out, and lights to twinkle in the houses, they commenced to be worried. There's nothing to do but wait. And at last they heard the shuffle and a patter of many paws and hooves. And the animals came down the road and onto the bridge. They were walking as quietly as possible so that the people in the houses would not hear them. But spiders can see in the dark. And when Mrs. Wiggins' nose was just under them, they slid, spitting down a thread and landed on it. Mrs. Wiggins gave a tremendous sneeze that nearly blew them off, for they had tickled her nose dreadfully, but they hung on tight. Dear me, said Mrs. Wiggins, I do hope I'm not getting a cold being out so late in the night air. But Mr. Webb had crawled up close to her ear, and he said, It's us, Mrs. Wiggins, the Webbs. We waited for you on the bridge. Then Mrs. Wiggins told the other animals what had happened. They were so glad they gave a loud cheer, and they all said how happy they were to have the Webbs with them again. And how clever the spiders were to have thought of such a good scheme. And all the villagers came to their doors and looked out to see what the noise was. But by this time, the travelers were across the bridge and didn't care. That night... Yep. Yep. That night they camped in a deserted barn, and it was lucky they did, for toward the morning a heavy shower came up. But the roof was still good, and though most of them woke up when the rain started, they were dry and warm, and soon they went back to sleep again, with the pleasantest, pleasantest sound in the world in their ears, the soft drumming of rain on shingles.